is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. Aaron Rodgers has been around the football news uh, lately. He has really been all offseason. Things kind of simmered down after the draft, though, but with his participation in the match for charity with Tom Brady and Phil Mickelson and Bryson and his appearance in the American Century Championship over the weekend in Nevada, questions were asked Yes, Aaron Rodgers. Can I just say about the match, that was freaking awesome, dude. It is cool to see Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers kind of— One of the cooler parts, too, was when they were throwing on the sidelines with each other. yeah. The pop that was coming out of those guys' hands as they were just casually whipping the ball back and forth. Mm-hmm. It, it was cool. It's a good event. I know we're not a golf podcast, but here's one thing I'll say: it needs to be nine holes, not eighteen. They run long. out. Of, they run out of steam after it was very nine long. holes, and you yes. know the banter kind of starts to lose it a little bit. Yeah. Also, Bry- the, Bryson's just a weirdo. Through so. the first like three holes, Brady and it was cool to hear like Brady and Rogers like not playing football, obviously. But still having that competitive spirit, like yes. they were trash talking yes. each other. You know what I mean? And it's I think that cool. kind of simmers down after yeah. a little bit. Yeah. But that's why you have Chuck Barkley on the call mm. too, because he keeps things going right. all the way through those eighteen holes of golf. But back to what is important, and that's football, because it's king. All other sports bow before it. Aaron Rodgers was asked during the match about his, you know, will he be a quarterback in Green Bay next year, and. He flat out said, I don't know. He flat out said, we'll have to see. Those are things that I I just don't know right now, which, I mean, that is moving the needle there. I mean, most people will say, well, that's just a non-answer. Well, no, in his non-answer, that's a big answer because 99% of the time you ask a quarterback, you're going to be on the team that you're playing for when you're currently still under contract. They're going to say, yeah, of course, I'm still under contract. Yeah, Not Aaron Rodgers there. And then when the NBC Sports caught up with him during the American Century Championship in Lake Tahoe over the weekend – Rogers said, I'm going to enjoy the hell out of this week, and then I'm going to get back to working out and figure things out in a couple weeks. So putting a timeline on it kind of loosely, give it the next couple weeks, figure things out, and then I'll just make my decision. Well, here's the thing, Aaron. In a couple weeks, training camps are going to start opening around the league. So you're kind of getting your hand forced here by the Packers. I I think the Packers have handled this extremely I shouldn't say extremely well because this isn't a good position to be in. It shouldn't be happening. But as if it's going to happen, the Packers are doing the exact right you thing. You haven't heard anything from them. That's exactly right. right. And they're just holding on to the cards. They're bluffing or they're not bluffing. They're just, you know, not giving Rodgers any kind of clue or the public any kind of clue of where they're leaning. And yeah. they're just going to kind of let Rodgers go out and make every statement every so once in a while about how he's unsure, blah, blah, blah. We'll have to decide in a couple of weeks. I'm just going to focus on this. I'm not really thinking about the Packers or football. Packers just sit back, wait for that deadline to happen. And I mean, Think about what you're forcing on Aaron Rodgers if you're doing this as the Packers. You get closer and closer to the training camp date. You're looking at him and saying, are you going to really hang up your career right now? Because this isn't a case of where you could take a year off and then maybe come back next year and play for another five years. Maybe you could, but you're so you're getting closer to 40, man. Like Every year counts massively in your career right now. You're really going to sit one out just for petty reasons. And, and by the way, I, I would just give him a little touch of honesty, too, and be like, we've been to the Final Four two straight seasons. Mm-hmm. It's not like we've been the bottom feeders of the league and you're finally fed up with it. Right. Like, we just haven't been able to get over that last hump and get into the Super Bowl. We kind of need you to come back and buy in to do that because you're by far the best player on our team and maybe the best player in our franchise's history. But Rodgers just doesn't seem to want to see it that way. Whereas the Packers know that he's not going to walk away just for some petty disagreement. 
that saw them get bounced in the NFC Championship game, for God's sakes. That's just probably yeah. not the way you want to have his career end. Then again, maybe Rodgers is kind of a petty guy like that. I don't know him personally. We certainly know how he's treated his family in the past. So yeah. if you can do that to your family, not to speak from his shoes, you don't know what he's gone through, what his family's gone through, but if you could do that to people that are in your family, you probably have no problem doing that to a football team. Yeah, and I mean, look, when you look at the Rodgers thing, I think one thing that, you know, people have said, like, if Ben Roethlisberger did this sort of thing, I think, you know, he would be viewed as a villain. Oh, and th- we talked about it in our last episode. National media just loves to stir it, loves and to stir it with the Steelers. I, and, and for some reason, Ben Roethlisberger would get t- typecast as that, whereas Rodgers is kind of getting white knighted in some places. Yeah, and I mean, I, I think here, too, he's been a little bit, you know, not, not uh, I don't know, not cheered. But at the same time, we've all said, if you're the Packers, what what the hell are you doing? Mm-hmm. How are you letting it get to this yeah, point? Yeah, but as long as it keeps going, I'm kind of like, you know what, Packers? You're doing this, right? Right. I mean, I mean they're not they're saying not gonna trade anything. Them. Like, you think they're going to trade? No, him? they're not. No, no they're just they, not going to. They would be like, dumb to exactly. do so. Like, I mean, you might as well just sit and wait and let him. You know, if you get to training that's camp, that's exactly my point. Okay. Force his hand. Are you going to retire? Okay, retire. Like, right. you're, you're not going. You're, we're not trading you. Right. You're not going right. to be playing for another team next year right. unless it's us. We so. have Bryce Love, and as much as you didn't like it, we did draft him highly. We don't want to play him. We don't want to play him, but we will because we drafted him for a reason. We drafted him to be your replacement. They're not going to admit that to him. They're not going to say that outright, but that's exactly what they did. Right. And that's the reason they drafted the kid. Think about this, too. You can take a lot of pressure off Bryce Love, when, or of Love, Jordan Love, Jordan excuse Love. me, if you can't hand him that job because Rodgers decided to retire mm-hmm. or because Rodgers decided to hold out. Instead of we traded Rodgers, now it's Love's job. Now it's all. Now you can go out and be like, look, Jordan. You could be like, to be honest, I thought Jordan was probably another year or two away, but Rodgers really put us in a bad spot here, so we're going to have to hand things over to him earlier than anticipated. You know, We're going to make it as easy as possible on him. He's a great quarterback. He's a great talent. We'll see how he grows in his rookie season, and we'll go from there. Whereas if you traded Rodgers, it's like, okay, it's Love's show. This is our quarterback for years and years to come. There's no one coming in middle of the season to relieve him. It's all on his shoulders. So you know, I, I think that if you trade him and you give it to Love right away, there's a lot on a rookie sh- on a yeah. second year guy's shoulders who's going to be a starter for the first time. If it does go down the darkest path possible when Rodgers just decides to hang it up, a little bit of a different story, a little less pressure yeah. on Love's shoulders. And I mean, it, at the end Packers of the day, fans, if Love plays bad, Packers fans are going to be more upset at Rodgers for right, retiring yeah, than right. Love for stinking. Whereas if they traded Rodgers, they're going to be pissed at the organization right, you right. traded away our Hall of Fame quarterback. And at the it's, same, it's not a lose lose for the Packers. No, I think no. it could be win win almost at this point. And at the same time, like because they're not trading him, right? It's a win lose for Aaron Rodgers. Yes, when I mean at the at the end of the day, if you're gonna if love is going to be the starter whether he retires whether you trade him you i I mean with i know you could spin it the different way you could say you know we're not you know down on bryce love but it really at the end of the day is all on him but as you said tom it's easier to spin it and it's easier to have a little bit of faith or not faith but a little bit of leeway in his first couple years because of the fact if rogers does retire you know you weren't expecting that yes you drafted uh, you know, love to be the replacement at some point in time. You didn't expect it to be that soon. I mean, again, I don't know if that's what they're going to do, and I, I don't know if if Rogers is going to end up doing that. I, I do think that he he is going to end up, you know, playing as a Packer. And if he doesn't, I mean, he's going to retire, and you know, we'd be missing out 
on probably one of the best quarterbacks we've ever seen play. And I think that's something that hasn't been talked out, talked about enough is the fact that the Packers aren't going to trade him at this point. If they haven't done it in that's July, that's exactly the point. Like, if they haven't done it in July, they're not going to do it. So either a Aaron Rodgers is not going to play. He's going to sit out a whole year mm-hmm. or he's going to retire. And he might, and if he never plays a football game again, he's never going to play for the Packers again. If that's what he wants to do, granted, I don't think that's what's going to happen. But the Packers are not going to release him from his contract. They're not going to trade him. So, you know, I think that's something that a lot of people aren't taking into consideration. Is that yes, you know, as much as the three of us have talked about, you know, Rogers, like we understand where the frustration's coming from, and we kind of, you know, not hailed him for what he's doing. But in the beginning of it, we were saying like, yeah, like we understand where you come from on why you're doing it, we could be missing out on one of the best quarterbacks to ever play. The Packers have him under contract until 2024. So is he never going to play football 2024 would be his unrestricted free agent year. Right. So you're exactly right. It's not going to be like a Marshawn Lynch case where you retire, then a couple years later the Raiders trade the Seahawks a fourth-round pick for your rights and you go play for the Raiders because the Packers aren't going to do that. They're going to say – they're either going to be extremely petty and they're going to say, no, you screwed us. We're not going to let you just walk away and get one year with this team – or they're going to say, if you feel healthy enough to come back, we want you to come back and play quarterback for us. I mean, I guess if it gets that petty and it's that down the road and he's away from football for two or three years. But then you're then, 41 years old. Right. Right. So, and you and you're, playing at a, you're playing at a much different position right. than Marshall Lynch did. And you're gonna, you can all come at me with, well, Rodgers is more physically gifted than Brady and look at what he's doing at age 43, whatever. Brady didn't take off a year right. or two years. He right. played I, every single I year know except for the, the one that he got injured. I know it's not the same position or even the same argument, but look at what happened to Le'Veon Bell. Everyone thought he was the best running back in football. He he stays away, he gets away from football for a year. For one year, three years it. later, he looks like he. No, he's, you don't even have you know, to look to. to you see that Bell. Look Marshawn at what Marshawn Lynch, Lynch did when yeah. he came back. He did absolutely nothing. I he, mean, was he was okay completely, for the Raiders. Essentially ineffective for the Raiders. He mean he wasn't a difference maker. I, I, I think I think that's the. I think he had like seven hundred yards rushing. I mean that's not it's not Marshawn Lynch, no. but it's okay. But it's, it's your, not power, a your powers maker, were yeah. definitely diminished right. at that point. And then there was the one he came back for the Seahawks for that last playoff game, and he but that was only because like, of injury. Exactly, that was only because I so, think they had Chris Carson go down with injury, and I think their backup was Rashad Penny. He was also out, so they were left with really no option. Yeah, he got a rushing touchdown, but I mean that, maybe that's just because Pete Carroll learned from his mistake in Super Bowl uh, Forty Nine when he opted not to run Marshawn Lynch at the goal line. I think it was just a goal line run. I don't think it was anything special he had in that playoff game. When you spend time away from the game. The game's going to pass you by. I mean, yeah. we're not going to stop hearing about Andrew Luck coming back for another like three or four years, probably. That's going to be at least a nugget of offseason conversation any single time we enter into an offseason. Is, oh, Andrew Luck's out there. He could still come back and play football. It's been like three years since Luck has actually played in an NFL game. Who knows if he's going to be able to step back in? And he'd probably be a league average quarterback because he was a top five quarterback when he was playing. Mm-hmm. But he's not going to be able to step back in and just automatically ascend back to that top five status. Mm-hmm. I mean, this isn't going to be like Michael Jordan in basketball where he can walk no. away for a year, play baseball, and he's still the best player in the world when he comes back and wins three straight championships. I think it's probably a little easier to do that in a sport like basketball. No offense to world-class athletes Also, there. Michael Jordan was a, a step above Yeah, I mean, Aaron he's the Rogers best player is, of all time ever. And like, he was also much younger than Aaron Rodgers yeah, is now. So it's just something that you don't see in sport really happen that much. I mean, you saw it locally with Mario Lemieux. But he was kind of forced to retire due to it's injuries here uh, and yeah. due to a cancer it diagnosis. A it's not like he just decided to retire for lack of love of the game or yeah. because of differences between him and the team. So it is different. He was really retired, but kind of rehabbing an injury slash recovering from cancer during that yeah. time, not just hanging it up and mm-hmm. doing whatever he wanted. 
So Lemieux, Jordan, those are the two that really jump out for people that take extended times off and come back and don't really miss a beat and are still the best at what they do. That's few and far between. And especially, Jacob, like you said, Jordan was younger. Lemieux was up there, but still younger than Rodgers is right Right. now. So you're on 38, you're 39 of your life, and you're deciding to just hang it up and then maybe coming back when you're 41. I mean, I don't care how hard you work to keep your body in shape your mind is going to lose a step or two when it mm-hmm. comes to the speed of the game. When you don't have to really put yourself out there for like the schedule that the NFL keeps, right? Where you, you, you're you used to going to practice on Monday, Tuesday, maybe take a Wednesday, Veterans Day off, and then Thursday, Friday, and then playing on Sunday. I mean, if you don't stick to that schedule and then playing a real game on Sundays, you, you're absolutely going to lose a little bit of steam. Yeah, man, and then just imagine like you can do all the drills you want when you're quote unquote retired and you could be in great shape when you come back at 41. But the second that freak from Alabama who was drafted in the first round is coming off the edge, that's something you ain't seen or simulated in two straight years. And there's no way that you can get yourself back to speed like that in just a season's time after missing so long with no injury and just being 41 years old. So kind of putting a bow on all of this, I think the Packers are playing this really well because they're really going to force Aaron Rodgers' hands here. They report to camp on July 27th. If he doesn't come to camp, the fines and penalties that they can yeah. levy towards Rodgers become way more severe than just the slaps on the wrists he got for missing many camps. And, I mean, let's be honest here. Does does Rodgers, at the end of the day, really care about that sort of thing? Probably not. He's the fines, made, no. He's made more money than, than humanly possible. And let's be know. honest, he's a celebrity chaser when it comes to his personal life. He dates celebrities. Right. He's engaged right. to an I actress. Mean, and, so and, there's, there's more than just one income coming in. I mean, he's household. also doing this... This golf outing too. I mean, I mean yeah, he's, he's not he's not shy from anything no. other than football. He, he made the, a bunch of money. Exactly. On that. The Rodgers brand is going right. to make money. Host, past guest football. host of Jeopardy. Yeah. yeah, he's going to make money past football. Right, just and like Brady is. But sure, but Brady just there's no question Brady has a little bit more love of the game than Rodgers. No does. doubt because Tom Brady. I mean, it, it was a simple thing when he went to Tampa Bay. This is nowhere near as simple of a situation. So sure, the circumstances are slightly different, but. If Aaron Rodgers truly loved the game as much as he did, we would not be having this conversation for as long as we've had. Especially when you've already won a Super Bowl and your team is perennially in the hunt. Right. And you said on, they made it the a, last two years of the NFC Championship game. I think it's the last three out three, of I think three out of three four, out of last four, if not three out of five. But they also, all, like if you're Aaron Rodgers looking at yourself saying, if I want to be remembered as one of the greatest, I only have one Super Bowl. What is that going to do? Sure, my talent is there, but... I've been chasing that second Super Bowl ring for over 10 years now. I got to get back. And so, and then, if I'm going to throw away a year, that's just going to be another year that I don't win it. And then you tell yourself, okay, I need to get to that Super Bowl. I need to win that second Super Bowl to really cement my legacy. Well, what team are you going to go to that's going to give you a better chance? Right. Because there's the Packers, really only right. been three each of the past two years that you could make the argument for at least got to the same spot as you or went to that Super Bowl. Yeah. And two of them are the Chiefs and the Buccaneers, who right. are certainly not in any need whatsoever for your services. Yeah. The other one's Buffalo, who is certainly not in need of your no. services because they have a young stud in their own right. So, No, every it, team that you see perennially making it to at least a second round, if not the AFC Championship game or anything, so like, Championship gonna, game, they, all have quarterbacks. What's it going to tell them? Oh, I'm going to go to the Raiders, and they're going to be the one that – no, what's going to happen is you're going to go to the Raiders, and you're going to get stuck in that thing with that you had with the Packers in the mid-2000s after you won the Super Bowl where – your team isn't as good, and yeah. you elevate them to the playoffs, but you can't get over the hump. Because I think the Packers have a roster that can win a Super Bowl. I think I, so, too. I mean, even without— Good running back, great elite wide receiver, 
good tight end, good offensive line to great offensive line, and a very solid defense with even, one of the best quarterbacks yeah. ever. What, even what without Tom Brady, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers d- roster defensively, offensively, is still one of the best across the board. It just took getting rid of a guy who threw 30 interceptions for a year yeah. and just said, okay, let's have Tom Brady play smart it's football the greatest for winner us. of all right. time. Like, this it, guy it, knows it, how I to mean, win. You could place almost, what, 10 to 15 quarterbacks in, in Tampa Bay, and they can win a Super Bowl with that team. And I understand that a lot of this probably comes from LaFleur's decision to kick and not go for it when the Packers mm-hmm. were on the goal line against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in that NFC Championship game after they chipped away at the Bucks' lead. And I get that. That's probably extremely frustrating. But here's the thing, man. This is only your second year with this guy after you spent year after year with Mike McCarthy. And obviously you were successful with Mike McCarthy kind of earlier on, but you kind of have to build up a rapport with a head coach. It's not going to just happen instantly like right. that. I mean, the Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes thing is is lightning in a bottle because right. Mahomes is just a freak pro- projected to be maybe the best of all time at the position, and Andy Reid has just been an all-time great coach. Whereas you're trying to break in a new coach who's only known going to championship weekend. He's only ever known making it to the Final Four as a head coach. He's got to learn how to win that game. I mean, that's a tough game to win, especially the second time he went when his team was probably a little bit better. He's staring at the goat across the sideline, and he's got to beat Tom Brady to get there. So, like, okay, he got there his rookie year. He got blown out by the Niners. Okay, you take your medicine there. You learn from it. Next year, you are in a closer game with the Buccaneers, but Tom Brady just gets the best of you. Take your medicine there. Go back next year and try to get over that hump. Where and, and it'd be great if Rodgers could be more cohesive with that as opposed to being like, you're the reason why we lost. If I were to, able to go for it on that fourth down, we would have won the game and been in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I hear you. Or and just constructively be like, hey, if we see this next year in this game, yeah. I should go for it. And LaFleur will be like, we, you're right, you we should. We should do something different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, it's weird, too, because there there is no opportunity to build that rapport either because he's not there. Because he's blowing it up right now. Right, yeah. Like, yeah. like it's going to be awkward when he shows up to camp eventually. Like, they're going to have an awkward conversation. They have to have that conversation. They have to, right? yes. I mean, I don't care. You know, I don't care if he's the best quarterback who ever lived. You know, like, you have to have that conversation. Like, you know, you can't just walk in and everything's just going to be fine. You, you know, you, you've, we've all had this awkward conversations before not necessarily with our bosses but you know with a friend or a girlfriend whatever it is like hey you know what i mean like i'm here you know i know i screwed up how do i make this right Mm -hmm. like that's something that you know aaron Rodgers is gonna have to do if he decides to be there again that's a big if we still don't know what's gonna happen but if he does come back there is going to be an awkward conversation not only with the floor but with you know the gm gunakuns too and, and everybody else in the front office like it's not just like him playing is going to take all of it away like you're gonna have to talk about it well there's been some noise being made from aaron Rodgers' division well at least his division for now with a member of the minnesota vikings anthony barr recently came out and told fox 9 in minnesota that he really does believe that they have a super bowl winning team this year there's obviously a lot of steps to get to that point and i've been through good seasons and bad seasons with this team but every time we've had a tough year, we've always bounced back. I really feel like this year is going to be special now. You all know that I'm pretty high on the Vikings, and I think that they could definitely make it to the playoffs this season. But being a Super Bowl contender, I think, is a bit of a stretch. Yeah. That's a very crowded NFC. 
Absolutely. If Rodgers stays in Green Bay, then you've got Green Bay in your own division who's ahead yeah. of you. You're, Tampa you're, you're Bay is still there. You're going to be a guaranteed wild card team if, if Aaron Rodgers is still in the division. Plays. Tampa Bay is still there. You're going to have to get past the new look LA Rams. You can never write off a team like the Seattle Seahawks with Russell Wilson at quarterback. I don't know if I'm exactly ready to write off the Saints yet because they have such a good roster around Jameis Winston. You just, you just don't know what they're going to look like. It's just and the Cowboys with a healthy Prescott could be a much better team than the Vikings this year. So it's so crowded to say you're a Super Bowl contender. Yeah. And secondly, Anthony Barr, I know you're good, four time Pro Bowler, but the thing that really, you know, was your downfall last year was your defense. I mean, you finished twenty seventh in yards allowed per game and twenty eighth in sacks per pass attempt. You weren't stopping uh the offense at all and you weren't sacking the quarterback. Whereas your offense featured Dalvin Cook who's an absolute stud, the best rookie wide receiver last year, no offense to Juju and, and Jefferson. Yeah. Adam Thielen, a great compliment to Jefferson. Solid tight end play, solid offensive line that's getting better. Obviously, that was their downfall in years past. Kirk Cousins taking too many sacks. That was improved last year. Hopefully, they can keep improving it into this year. But it's on you, man. Like, yeah. And again, I know you're a four-time Absolutely. Pro Bowler, and you're probably the face of that defense. But it's your unit that needs to step up to be better than seven and nine last year. And it, at, forget Super Bowl, at least make it to the playoffs as a wild card and maybe win one playoff game on wild card weekend. Uh, it's got to come from that defensive side where you got to kind of get to league average because I agree that the offense in Minnesota is is one, if all healthy, is one of the better offenses in all of football. Yeah. But you can't give up the 27th, uh, you can't be 27th in yards allowed, and you can't be 28th in getting to the quarterback and be successful right. in the NFL because it's going to be exactly like last year. You get in a shootout after shootout, and you end up losing games that you should win, and that's how you end up right around 500 or at 7 and 9 like they did. Yeah. No, I mean, I couldn't agree. I don't really know where else, you know, if there's much else to really say there. I mean, like you said, you know, you're kind of higher on them than maybe us, but even with you saying that, I mean, can, you know, can you really rely on that, um, you know, that defense? I mean, I think they can get better, but at the end of the day, how much can you really, as you said, when you get into shootouts, can you rely on Kirk Cousins all the time and to beat no. guys like no, Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady or, you know, whatever? Like, no. Kirk Cousins is not going, I mean, we talk about Kirk Cousins because he's had, Three great receiver options in his time in Minnesota. Stefan Diggs no longer there, but Adam Thielen and now Justin Jefferson. This guy is clearly a product of his receivers and elite running back in Dalvin Cook. I mean, this guy isn't hasn't shown us anything, any reason for us to to deem him a, a, a solid winner in this league. I mean, when he was in Washington, I mean, sure he had a good playoff run one time, but that was about it. I don't even know if they made it that deep of a run, but they made a playoff appearance. They just beat. Uh, no, they didn't win the game. I mean, let's game. think about Minnesota's last playoff win was the Minneapolis Miracle, and it wasn't even Kirk Cousins. It was um, no, that was the second. That was before they beat the Saints in the Superdome the next. Year. Oh, you're right. Was Kirk the Cousins Kyle Rudolph? Play. Was, was Kirk Cousins the quarterback no, on that team? He was, was on that one, but the quarterback but the Minneapolis, for the Minneapolis Miracle, Miracle was. Um, oh man, yeah, how am I blanking on this? Case Keenum. Case Keenum. It was Case Keenum. Right. On that right. Play. Right. I mean, we all they we were all a remember four football team. We with all, Case Keenum. right. We all remember the. I mean, yeah, they were a wild card team in that New Orleans game. I mean, it, it was a, it was a rematch from the year before, but they still. I mean, good for Kirk Cousins to go off and win that one, but still, the, he had to drive down the field to end right. that game. Yeah, so that was a big. But still, I mean, you uh, okay? So my bad for not giving Kirk Cousins the credit for that that win because it's a big deal to go into New Orleans, especially. Uh, when Drew Brees hadn't lost it at that point. But still, I mean, that's one playoff win that I can give him credit for. I, I really couldn't tell you another significant game that I, I was 
I was vastly impressed by him. And I just think, you know, it stinks that he wasn't able to build off of that in 2021 uh, because of the – or in 2020, excuse me, because of the step back that the defense took. I think that the offense was good enough to make it to the playoffs as a wild card. You weren't winning that division with Green Bay this year. But I think you could have certainly gone uh, 10 and 6 and snuck in on that wild card spot if you had a more uh, defense that was a little better. So you, Kirk Cousins finally gets that win in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You know, he finally, I think he finally won on Monday Night Football for the first time last year, too. So he's checking boxes and, and getting monkeys off of his back. Mm-hmm. But then he kind of lost his chance to build on that right. because of the defense falling off. And, you know, most of the defense is the same for Minnesota coming back this mm-hmm. year. So I'd like you to have return- to wonder if they're going to actually be that much better. I'd like to return the conversation back to Anthony Barr. I just don't know who this guy thinks he is for having the moxie to say something like this. Well, you put a lot of pressure on your team that way. Right, exactly. But you're not you're not a quarterback, you're not, you, you know, a, a born say... leader. You're not you're not a perennial pro bowler or an all pro. You haven't made the pro bowl in 3 years. You haven't ever made a first team all pro. You made one second team all pro and that was 6 years ago. I don't really get where this guy is coming from when he when he can speak so highly of his team when him himself, I mean, he's not he's not the greatest at his position by far. And I just I just don't understand where this confidence comes from. Another guy who has a little bit too much confidence, I think, on the AFC side is a man who probably deserves to speak with his chest out a little bit. That's Super Bowl 50 winning linebacker Vaughn Miller for the Denver Broncos. He spoke to his local news ahead of Sunday's MLB Celebrity All-Star Game, which is at Coors Field, where the Colorado Rockies play and also the home of the Denver Broncos. This is the best team we've been able to field in a long time, said Vaughn Miller. The offense is going to be ridiculous. We've got Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Noah Fant, Albert Akugumbunum. I'm very sorry, Albert. I don't want to go through this whole thing. Melvin Gordon and all these other big-time guys. The defense is just as stacked. That's great, Vaughn. You know one thing you didn't mention there, though? Quarterback. You didn't mention a quarterback. Mm-hmm. And that's a really big deal. You need that guy to unlock all of the other talent that's around him. And by the way, Jerry Judy, the jury is still, that's tough to say, Jerry Judy's jury is still out. (laughs) But it is. I mean, he had a a solid year last year as a rookie. But again, his quarterback, Drew Locke, was injury-prone through the first half of the season. And then you don't even know if Drew Locke is even your guy. So hard to really judge him. Hard to judge Noah Fant in that same regard. And, you know, Cortland Sutton's good, but I think he might be a little bit overvalued in Vaughn Miller's mind. And this is a good thing to be a teammate like this and to really gas your guys up. But looking at it critically from our perspective, you know, it's not like you named a super team with all those names you brought up. And right. then, yeah. Kellen, like you said, you also left out the quarterback. Yeah, quarterback's pretty important. And when, you know, Drew Locke, he's not even average to this point in his he's career. Below average, he's yeah. below. And I mean, I think you can make an argument that he's well below average. At this point in his career, and it's him versus Teddy Bridgewater, right? And that's I mean, what the position battle is. It's, right now. I mean, that's there's not much of a difference between those two guys. I don't think so. I don't think so either. In fact, I think Bridgewater is just slightly better, slightly better, but just a career backup. I mean, right, right. What happened with Bridgewater is he stepped in for Breeze when he went down a couple years ago in New Orleans, and he went undefeated in that stretch. Because that's exactly what he's supposed to be, is a guy who can play five games and win you all five of them. But if you really wanted to keep rolling with him, and the Saints did not, despite some first take and you know those shows saying, hey, maybe you shouldn't take out Teddy Bridgewater. They did it immediately with the Saints because you got to know that that's what he is. His ceiling is a guy that's above average as a backup in this league. If you yep. need him to help win you a handful of games, 
he's certainly more than capable. But I feel like if he wins this job in Denver, we're going to see the same thing that Teddy Bridgewater does when he's been a starter everywhere else. You know, maybe you get up to that nine uh, and eight range and get a winning record that way, but you're only going to be flirting with that bottom of the wild card at the very yeah. best. You're not going to have him come in and be a team that's going to win 15, or 13 games, 12 games yeah. this year. I mean, can, can they be much improved? Sure. I think they can be a competitive football team. I mean, I, think, I, mean, I know their record wasn't competitive, and I know how one game they had to have a wide receiver play quarterback. But, uh, I mean, they were competitive against the Steelers just to set a barometer. Mm. It's not like they, you know, and that was with a backup quarterback at one point, too. Um, Drew Locke, Drew Locke got knocked out of that game. Can they be improved? Yeah, and the defense is, you know, with, with getting Von Miller back, that's a plus. Their offense is good. The defense isn't bad either. Can they be improved? Yeah, but they're not going to really do anything without a solid quarterback, and they yeah. don't have it either way with, with with Bridgewater or with Drew Locke. But maybe, too, as I mentioned when we were talking about the Packers and I mentioned just how the, the better teams around them, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I mean, it was it was great that the, the Bucks got a guy like Tom Brady, but let's not sleep on the roster overall that is is brewing or has been uh has been for, forming in Denver around the quarterback position. Really it just seems like the only thing that is missing, and that's probably why Von Miller left it out of his statement, is the quarterback position. Maybe that's all they need. And it could take a guy like Aaron Rodgers or it could take a guy that's just slightly better than a Teddy or a Drew Locke to really push that team into playoffs. We don't know, but it seems to me that, especially on the defensive side of the ball, the talent is there. And then as Kellen and I talked about in the past couple of episodes while Tom was gone, we really highlighted how great that receiver core is. And now that they have Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams as a two running back threat, I mean, really, I think the only piece missing that's solid is the tight end or is, is the quarterback. That's going to do it for this episode of Steelers Standard. On the next episode, we continue our series of the all-time standard, and we're going to look at the offensive line, the all-time offensive line for your Pittsburgh Steelers. We're not going to do one through five at each position. Instead, we're just going to give you our starting five all-time when it comes to the Steelers. That's on the next episode. Make sure you listen to all of our episodes at Steelers.com. You can find our work under the podcast tab there, Steelers Standard. You can check out all of our other great podcasts here on the Steelers uh, podcast network for Jacob Recht and Kellen Gursky though. I am Tom Opperman. Thanks as always for listening and we will talk to you next time.